You're listening to Rama for Today. And then he stood in the office of prophet. He, in this fourth chapter of Luke, calls himself a prophet. You'll notice here, in this fourth chapter of Luke's gospel, that Jesus said, in the 24th verse, he said, Jesus, he said, Verily I send you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. He calls himself a prophet. He stood in the office of the evangelist. You'll notice what he said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He found the place where it is written in Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. That's the message of the evangelist, to preach the gospel. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Spirit Within and the Spirit Upon, Volume 2. Next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. But you see, so much of the time, I think what happens to us is that even in the church world, in church realm, we get our head educated at the expense of our spirits. And we follow our head instead of our spirits. And so there is an anointing in the believer. And then when one is baptized with the Holy Ghost, see the Bible talks about they were all filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. That anointing is increased. Now you understand that anointing can be increased. You remember there in the Old Testament, Elisha and Elijah, two men of God and prophets, and Elisha wanted a double portion of what Elijah had. That was a double portion of, a, of an anointing to stand in that office of prophet. And so the anointing is there. And the anointing is in the believer, you see, not only to teach him, but also to help him to witness. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me. And for service. But now then, in this 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians, you see where we read about these manifestations of the Spirit that uh, can be manifested through any believers in the body of Christ as the Spirit wills. We read further here in the chapter, and God has set some in the church. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Now you see, he doesn't begin to talk about ministry gifts and then talk about spiritual gifts. What he's talking about here is people anointed by the Spirit of God to stand in these different offices. Remember the Bible said there in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, declared that when Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and so on, and he gave gifts unto men. And he gave some apostles, that's Ephesians 4.11, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or a mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Well, you see, laymen have the experience 
of being born of the Spirit, the witness of the Spirit within them, and an anointing within them. Laymen and everybody in the whole body of Christ can be baptized with the Holy Ghost and have an anointing to witness an anointing to serve God. Are you following me? But then there are these offices that are anointed by the Holy Ghost. There is an anointing, you see, in the pastoral office. There is an anointing in the teacher's office. Separate than the baptism of the Holy Ghost because, you see, if a believer had the baptism of the Ghost, he would have that anointing. But it's, it's all of the Spirit of God, but it's a different anointing. Are you following me? Now let's go back and look for an example at the ministry of Jesus for a moment. Let's go back here to the fourth chapter of Luke's gospel and notice concerning the ministry of Jesus because you understand this, that the Lord Jesus Christ stood in all of these offices or ministries. He stood in the office of an apostle. You see, the Greek word translated apostle means a sent one. Remember Hebrews 3.1 calls Jesus an apostle. Remember that Hebrews 3.1? Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 said, Consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, the Lord Jesus Christ. There you see he's called an apostle because, of course, he was a sent one. And then he stood in the office of prophet. He, in this fourth chapter of Luke, calls himself a prophet. You'll notice here in this fourth chapter of Luke's gospel that Jesus said, in the 24th verse, he said, Jesus, he said, Verily I send you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. He called himself a prophet. He stood in the office of the evangelist. You'll notice what he said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He found the place where it is written in Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. That's the message of the evangelist, to preach the gospel. He stood in the office of teacher. Again and again, it said he taught the people. He taught the people. Hallelujah. The Bible said in Matthew's gospel, the ninth chapter, the 35th verse, that he went around about their cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every manner of sickness among the people and every manner of disease among the people. And so he stood in the office of teacher. He stood in the office of pastor. You see, the Greek word translated pastor also is translated shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Thank God he is. And Peter, over in one of his epistles, calls him the chief shepherd. You see, then he's called the great shepherd. He's the great shepherd of all the sheep, and he has under shepherds under him. Hallelujah. We should always, as pastors, recognize that, that he is the great pastor and shepherd, that he is our example. Now, you see, he had the spirit we pointed out the other night, the Bible said in John three thirty four, without measure, because he stood in all of those offices. Now, if you're called to one of those offices, there will be an anointing upon you just to stand in the office that you have, that you're called to. And that's as far as your anointing will go. And it doesn't need to go any further. But if you're called to stand in more than one office, and sometimes one is in more than one office, 
For instance, in the 13th chapter of Acts of the Apostles, in the first verse, the Bible said, Now there were in the church at Antioch certain prophets and teachers such as, begins with Barnabas and ends with Saul. Three other men's names mentioned there. Five of them. Now notice what they were. All five of these are either a prophet or a teacher or a prophet and a teacher. Now, as these five, verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. So Barnabas and Saul were not apostles to begin with. They didn't stand in that office. Barnabas stood in the office of a teacher. He had an anointing upon him by the Spirit of God to stand in the office and teach. Paul stood in the office of prophet and teacher. We know he taught because the previous chapters here in Acts said he did. Then we know he's a prophet because he had revelations. Among other things, prophet is one who has visions and revelations, and he had both. But now then, so then, then Barnabas' anointing was to teach. Paul had an anointing to stand in the prophet's office and also the anointing to stand in the teaching office. But now then they're called as special sent ones to the Gentiles. A missionary isn't found in the New Testament, yet really missionaries that's called of God and sent by the Holy Ghost are, are apostles because they're sent ones. And so the Holy Ghost said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work where I have called them. And so then these folks fasted again, laid their hands on them, and the scripture said, So they, Barnabas and Saul, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed. And the rest of the 13th chapter tells you about this first missionary journey of Barnabas and Saul. And then you get over to the 14th chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. And here Barnabas and Saul are still on that same missionary journey. And they came down here to a place called Lystra, a city called Lystra. And you get into that 8th verse of that 14th chapter, and it said, 7th verse said, and there they preached the gospel. And the 8th verse said, at Lystra there sat by a man that was crippled from his mother's womb who never had walked. The ninth verse said, the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Well, when this man leaped and walked and this lifelong cripple was healed, the people gathered together and they tried to worship Paul and, and Barnabas, you know. And they called one of them Jupiter because they worship these gods and another Mercurius. But Paul and Barnabas, now notice this, the 14th verse of the 14th chapter of Acts. Notice this now. Now when the apostles, now when the apostles, Barnabas and Saul, now when the apostles, Barnabas and Saul, Barnabas was just as much an apostle as Saul was. Said so right there, didn't he? Amen. He stood in that office now. I'm well satisfied, like I said last night, when they laid hands upon him, a further anointing came upon them. Further qualifications to stand in this ministry and to perform this job. Well, thank God for the anointing. I, I know the difference. I, I was called to preach. I, I knew I was called to preach. I knew that all my life. I, and there was a time when I was just a little bitty kid before I knew that. I can remember, you know, getting out in Grandpa's garden, preaching to the cabbage heads. Yeah. I've preached to a lot of cabbage heads, I think, since then. You know, I never got any response from the cabbage heads. Never changed their expression. I get tired of that and go over and preach to the bean vines. 
My oldest brother is here tonight. He's two years older than I. You know, somebody had asked us, you know, little kids, what are you going to be when you grow up? Well, he used to always say he was going to be a cowboy. That was first. And second, a truck driver. So he drove a truck and wore cowboy boots. He still drives a truck and wears cowboy boots. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book by Kenneth Hagan entitled Called of God. The next book in this offer is from Lynette Hagan entitled God's Positioning System. The next in this offer is the CD from Craig Hagen entitled The Greater Mentality. And last but not least is the CD from Denise Hagen Burns entitled Holy Spirit, The Ultimate Best Friend. All this for the special price of $30. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. It's because we have Word Partner Club members. And you say, well, what's a Word Partner Club member? Well, it's somebody that prays for us regularly. Yes. And somebody that sends an offering at least once a month to help support uh, Rama. You can go to rama.org and slash WPC and, yes. and sign up. It doesn't matter how much. Every offering counts when it all gets here because of you. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on The Spirit Within and The Spirit Upon, Volume 2. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.